Can you hear me, Nicole? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you now. Oh, that's the first time. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the Unexpected Detour. Life detours are definitely inevitable. I'm your host, and today I have with me my sister, friend, confident, a lot of things here with her unexpected detour. And the reason why I wanted her on here is because for all of you people who think that life stops because something happens, it doesn't stop. You make it stop because you don't continue on what you need to do to keep your life going. You sit around and have this pity party. But here we have Nicole. And I'm going to let her tell you about her journey and to let you see that her life never stopped. She kept going. And Nicole, would you like to tell us about your journey? Sure. Hi, Francis. Hi. Um, hi. My name is Nicole Celine. Um, my journey has been quite a journey. Um, I am a Chiari one malformation decompression. They call it zipper heads for short. <laughs> because I had brain surgery in uh, 2014. Uh, there were many um, ailments. You know, I have consistent headaches. Uh, I have internal um, tremors. I have uh, um, body aches. I have neuropathy. Um, all those things that come with Chiari. Um, uh, the now lately for some reason I'm having the ringing in my ear um, and with all of that on top of that I developed um, severe sciatic nerve damage and uh, two cysts on my spine and so and this has all happened and my Chiari had, I was born with it but um, it was, uh, I finally, after my daughter was born and the headaches continued, I finally decided to see a doctor. And in 2014 is when I had my decompression. Um, so I am eight years out. And I thank God for that um, because it was a scary thing. Um, I mean, basically my doctor said when the last time I saw her, she told me that um, this was a surgeon. The next time I go to sleep, I may not wake up. That's how serious it was. And so I really needed to have this decompression. And I was, I am a single mom. And I had my daughter at the time was only um, seven. So I was <laughs> nervous, if, if that's a good word. No, I was scared out of my mind. Because that was my second... Um, opinion. The first one, God said no. And so I guess I wasn't ready. And so for the second opinion, I went back a year and a half, two years later about. Um, and that's when my surgeon was like, you need to do this. So I took a deep breath. I put my trust in the Lord because, you know, any surgery of any kind can be dangerous. And this is the surgery that was basically on my brain, cracking my skull, you know, the whole night, or a piece of it. Um, so 
it has taken me through tw twists and turns, but all the while I continue to work and push. Um, I have a now 21 year old and uh, it hasn't been easy, but it has been a blessing and it has taught me uh, many lessons of pushing forward that throughout you know, all of this yes nicole is her own entrepreneur yes because she has an awesome book if you like desserts you'll love her book can i show them my book yes, please okay. show the book so this is my pastry book i did go to school i went to school and i graduated i was always i love pastries so I can say that I genuinely can say that I was always uh, doing desserts, um, but I decided I wanted to go to school and get the tools that maybe I didn't know or didn't have. And so um, my girlfriend who is an awesome uh, publishing, has an awesome publishing company called Jana Hicks Publishing. She pushed me, she put that fire under me because I've been doing desserts since Oh, for, well, when I got pregnant with my daughter, I wanted to stay home. So because of that, this came about, Precious Desserts came about. And basically, I finally this year uh, published a book with Jenna Hicks Publishing. And this is the beautiful book that was designed by the publishing company and me. And in it, you will see, you we have, uh, we have, um, brownies cookies and scones in this one this is volume one <laughs> and i will definitely be putting this in my link but yeah. not only did she do this while she was on her back which most of you wouldn't do be laid up on your back create your own line of jewelry how awesome yeah. is that yeah i have it on her own line let us show us some pieces. Let the world so, see them. So these are the earrings that I've created. You can, you can go on to. Um, I'll put um, that link in there too. Yeah, and then this is one that Francis just bought. Um, this is, uh, <laughs> this is um, tiger's eye, red tiger's eye with a butterfly. Really nice. These are ten millimeter beads. So this is one of them. Let me see if I have, oh, I have this one and I can show you the earrings. But throughout all of this, this is what, because I like to stay busy and I like to, this is another one that someone just bought. I so want that one. Yeah, I can't, this one's sold already. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you had a yellow one there. We have another, I have others, I'll show you. So this is a tree of life with rose quartz and strawberry quartz mixed together and That's a piece beautiful. of selenite. So this is a beautiful one too. So be, I stay busy because, and I'll tell you that half of the time, most of my beads end up on the floor because like I said, I have uh, internal tremors and I also have the, like, I don't know what it's called, but when I, you know, you twitch. And so my beads go flying at times, but even with that, I try my best to still, you know, not get discouraged and still do it, you know, because you have to believe in yourself and you have to give yourself a chance to, 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 um, to build 
Um, I don't like the word disability because I'm not really disabled. I, you know, technically by um, medical terms, I am, but I think that I'm, I'm, a, I'm an abled body. I just have to do it differently. I may not be able to do it like everyone else does it, but I do it just I do it my way. But you amaze me just just to know about your journey, your cookbook, and then I remember when you started the jewelry, and I was like, okay. And I came to your house, and I got me some, and I was like, wow. So Nicole kind of encouraged me every time. And I never said anything. Every time I would ask her for advice, me, I'm not a person that likes criticism. You're going, you're going in now. Oh. Can you hear me now? Better? You're breaking up. Really? There you go. I hear you now. Oh, okay. I'm not a person that really, really likes criticism. But mm-hmm. I would always come to Nicole and ask her about Oh, should I write this in the podcast and that? And I never got to write it. And it was because I'm not one for constructive criticism. Uh I had to sit down. I had to think about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm always asking her for advice. But then I get a piss with her, but she never knew it because of the advice she's given. Because I felt like it was like bad criticism. But as I thought about it, it wasn't mm-hmm. bad criticism at all. It was called constructive criticism. And so it's also called love. With me showing my face to you because of this young lady here. This young lady has encouraged me through the journey of breast cancer, which happened after the fact, but because she is also knowledgeable in medicine, she helps me. She helps me with like yesterday I was complaining about aches and pains and and she was like, you? Yeah. So she helps me. She brings to my mind that, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not all like that. All the conversations we have about these aches and pains, she and I, we can't do that. So in a way we encourage each other. Each other. But I adopted her and she adopted me as sisters. <laughs> And yeah. we met crazy, like, in a MLM. So anybody who says you cannot build friendships after the MLM is done, that's not true. Because if they're friendships, they're going to be friendships. And that's it. You know, you, just because they're not in your group or your organization, you're not friends, that's not how it works. If you're genuinely friendships, you have that connection, you stay there. And that's how we stay connected. After an MLM, we won't tell you what it was, but it was an MLM. <laughs> we won't want to give them a bad name. So. No, 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 but we can. I also want to say, though, even in constructive criticism, if someone loves you and they love you enough to make sure they don't want you to make, um, for lack of a word, because the Bible talks about fools. You know, for if someone really loves you and they don't want you to make a fool out of yourself, they will tell you, you know, truly, they will tell you the truth because they have your best interests at heart. You know, right. I, I, I go by the gauge of if someone really loves me, they'll tell me they don't do something because 
But when right. if someone doesn't care about you, then they'll be like, yeah, go ahead, throw yourself to the sharks. Who cares? You know, because they don't want, they're not interested in you and they most likely sometimes want to see your demise. Right. And that's what I had to learn, you know. I said, if you didn't love me, you wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I wrote about this in a blog and I'm like, I'm always coming to people asking, well, what do you think? And then I get pissed because I don't like the answer. But the answer is actually not to hurt me, but to for me to better myself. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said before, you don't want to give misinformation either. Right, right. Because then you're held accountable for the information that you've given. Exactly. So I've had to rethink a lot of things that we discussed. And I said <laughs> I had to I had to rethink them. But I had to touch on the fact that I knew what was my deterrent with the podcast and the blogging was the criticism. Mm-hmm. I have to learn to accept it. So I can still come to you for the criticism then. I'll be fine. You can come to me for the love. you can come to me for the love part yes yes there's always the love part we like our um what is that our strawberry shortcake yes yes oh yes we do i mean even god talks about you know he chastises us because he loves us yeah so he disciplines us because he loves us because if he didn't he wouldn't discipline us he would let us run amok Yes, he sure would. He would really let us run amok if he did not love us the way he does. Yes. Even when we want to do our own thing, he has a way of showing us correction. Exactly. Exactly. We'll do it his way. And his way is always the right way. So it's just a matter of tuning in to his voice. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that too. So you've taught me a lot, I'm telling you. And I had to come on here. I wanted you to tell your story and I wanted the world to know how much you have blessed me with wow. your knowledge and, and love and to let people know that just because you stop working in one organization doesn't mean that the friendship you built there ends because it doesn't. It keeps going and going and it's a lifelong thing. It never stops. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to come on here. And plus, I never heard of Kiari before. Mm -hmm. You told me and I wanted the world to know that this is your detour, but your detour wasn't a deterrent to make Mm -hmm. sure you were able to survive. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because if you were one that gave up and had your pity party, you would not be talking to me now. Yeah, absolutely. That's true, because Chiari can hinder you. You don't die from the actual disease. You die from all the complications that it does give you. Um, And that's usually the thing that people don't know. It's like Chiari, one malformation, you know, it's another form of um, uh, fibromyalgia. And, you know, it's just different things, have different names. Um, But some have it more severe than others. Mine was right in the middle, thank God and um, was taken care of in a timely form. So um, I'm able to sit here and, 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 you know, be here for not only for you, but for my friends and my family. And I'm thankful to God for that, you know. I'm thankful God kept you. 
Yes. <laughs> I really am. I'm thankful that God kept you. I'm thank you for I'm grateful for the friendship and the blessing of the sisterhood. Yeah. So, and if you mm -hmm. notice Nicole has those uh sunflowers there, that's her favorite flower. Yeah. So, doesn't she look like a sunflower? She glows. <laughs> Well, the sunflower was a promise from God of always keeping the sunshine in my life, even at its most gloomiest. And you always keep the sunshine because you always smile. I've never seen you without the smile. You always <laughs> got that smile and that laugh. <laughs> so but anyway, you want to uh, say anything else, Nicole, to the people? No, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. You know, the friendship is because I want the friendship. You know, um, the friendship is because I want it. And I thank God that he wants it also. Yeah. So, um, you know, friendships are are just like a marriage in so many ways. It's work and you have to put the work in it. So I'm thankful to the both of us for putting the work into it and asking God to continue to flourish it and, and bless it. And I thank you for this opportunity just to be able to talk about Kiari because it's funny. I really don't get a chance to really talk about it the way I should. Um, so thank you. And to talk about my book, my lovely book, which you can yeah, find. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I looked at that jewelry. I was like, this girl, she is not letting anything. She is not disabled. She is just temporarily down right now, but she's going to get up. She got a book. She got her jewelry. That yeah. and I was amazed. I was like, she created this all by herself. Mm -hmm. all by, and it just was a matter of she likes jewelry, but she created her own line. Her own mm -hmm. line that soon we might be able to get in stores, just like oh, her book. Okay. So if you yeah, don't know. Yeah. That book is available for purchase, and I am going to post it in the description. Please go out and buy it. Yes, you'll you'll enjoy so reading about the desserts. I already saw the book. I oh, saw yeah. the book was ever published. <laughs> I didn't get that book in our hand, but I did look at the desserts, and I was like, nice. I was impressed. Because I bake and I love baking, I always like to write notes, especially when I'm changing the dessert to my liking. So it also, we give you a section right here on both sides in order for you to add your own comments, maybe take away something. But I will add, ladies and gentlemen, please do not take away the salt. <laughs> yeah, tell them what not to take away, the salt and probably the baking soda, right? Exactly. Please do not take those things away from your your um, your recipes. They are needed. Salt brings out the flavor in chocolates, in the walnuts, and and all of those things. So you know there are some. If you take something out, you have to put something in. Baking, and then they're not going to know what to put in because exactly they're not used to this. Yes, baking is the science. It is definitely not like cooking. And if they wanted to. I know you also make desserts that you could sell, but those are by special order, right? Yeah, those are by special order. They would have to look for me on Facebook under Precious Desserts and send me an oh, email. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm going to put all that information in there because I'm sure you will not be disappointed with Nicole and her desserts 
And she can also make some awesome Bustella, I can tell you that. That's coffee. You got to say coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that Bustella, that was so good. And I don't drink it. They make it at work. And I'm like, I don't want that. And when I went to her house and she made it, I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, so, yeah. It does make an awesome coffee. So maybe we should help Nicole open up a little pastry shop or something. Oh, I would love that. That would be, I even see the awning already. The awning would need to be navy blue or midnight blue, which is my favorite color, and gold. Yes, that would a be great. pastry shop, and we can have her Stella over there, get the <laughs> cupcakes. And she exactly. makes those scones. I mean, every little dessert you want. You will get it because she has some scone in it. I was like, it looks interesting. Yeah, scones are delicious, especially with like brunch or, you know, right in between. You know, you could either make it savory or sweet, depending on your liking, depending on your taste. Now, I'm going to get People... my books. So I can make me some scones or maybe I'll yeah. just come down there and help you make some. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be fine. There'll be two of yeah. us. When is your next class where they can see virtually? Uh, your actually, I will be doing another uh, class on, uh, what are we in? March. So yeah. I'll be doing it April 14th at 7 oh. p.m. Okay, so I'll put that in there so they'll uh, know to get on there and watch because yeah. it's going to be it'll on be Facebook, right? Yes, it'll be on Facebook. It'll be me and the publisher, Jana Hicks. Um, okay. We will be doing um, another, we'll be making blondies this time. Okay, and Jana is a publisher who has attended the same high school we did. Aquinas, no, she didn't go to the same high school. She didn't go to Aquinas? Oh, no. I thought she went to Aquinas. Well, anyway, no. Jana's the publisher, and I'm yeah. sure if you would like her to publish your book, or she would help you. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah they would have to get in touch with her. Shout out, Jana. So, yes. <laughs> give me her information. I'll put that in there too. Huh? Huh? No, I was just saying that they would have to get in touch with her first. And she would no, that's what know. I'm saying. They would um, yeah. have to get in touch with her. Uh -huh. And she can uh -huh. help them publish a book if they want, yeah. or she'll help them and how to do it. And yeah. Mm -hmm. That she's a, it's a different type of publishing company. So, like I said, it would have she would have to talk, have a conversation with them first, and then you know, oh, they okay. have an understanding. So first, yeah, they would have to mostly most publishing companies also not not every publishing company takes on a pub in an author. So right. it's about them having a conversation. She needs to see where you're at and all of that because everyone wants to write a book, but not everybody can write a book or understands the work that it takes. I mean, and it takes work on the I publisher's end and on the author's end because both both people have to come together. That's why I don't so, want to write a book. Yeah, so it takes a lot of work. I'll just do my podcast and blogs. Yes. Yeah, that, that works. Well, I should I'm, write a book. I could write a long story, but... I'm sure you could. Yes, but we haven't gotten that far yet. But anyway, but actually, the podcast, I mean, the the blogs themselves can be the book, can be the pages. I thought about book. that, too, that I can make them the book. I mean, yeah. I wrote one just not that long ago, and I was surprised that the people liked it. Don't ask yeah. me what it was about. It was something. You are so silly. I can't. I can't remember. 
I'm trying to remember what did, oh, why I talk about breast cancer. Oh, okay. To let them know there was a reason. Right, right. Hopefully they'll get the picture. Yes. So the next and time you know. there'll be something. <laughs> and they, they will definitely get the picture. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, because I, I mean, I do enjoy the blogs. I didn't read the last one. Um, oh. but I do enjoy the blogs because it's an insight. It's a little different from, from the, the interview itself or the, you know, the podcast itself, because now you're able to read it. And sometimes you can express more on, in the writing. Hey, I can, can do more on paper than I can with my words, because I have sat here and I've thought about it. Right. And I've, exactly. I've I've done them over and over again. So now I can finish the one on procrastination about what I do and my uh critique people critiquing me with the criticism. Oh yes, that'd be a good one. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's exactly what but I, I had to do this publicly. I had to tell you uh -huh. about you know how I felt when you uh right say things and how it made me feel which mm -hmm. I knew it was really done in love mm -hmm. but I took it I guess because growing up I never liked criticism I never could take it mm. so anybody that said anything to me I took it personally right. and then I had to think about it and I was like well Nicole loves me so she's not gonna tell me something wrong my mm -hmm. son loves me so he's gonna tell me something that he thinks you know, and like he was like, Ma, I have tough skin. That's it. Yeah. You and, I mean, what you're going to do and accept the criticism or don't do it at all. Right. Because like even in my, my work as a person, even in making earrings, doing my pastry book, um, anything that you do, even on my podcast, I, I'm mindful of the criticism. I don't mind it only because it can I can either take it in and grow from it if it's truth, or I can throw it away and and leave it there if it's not truth. Right. And um, like a lot of times you have to. I mean, and I guess also because I've seen my daughter, she is a musical theater. Um, that's what she's graduating in, and you have to even in something like that, you think about it the director's telling you, I don't like this, but I like that. So, and it's, and, and that's what cri criticism is about is, is should be about helping you to grow. It's right. not about trying to put you down. It's about helping you. And now either you take the advice and you grow from it and that shows your maturity or you don't take the advice and you end up in a ditch, you know, because or a lot you of end times, up stagnant and what you want to do because you're afraid of the criticism. That's right. like yesterday when I went for my treatment and the nurse was like, if you see a nurse doing something that you don't like, you say something. Don't just sit there and let them do something and not say anything. And I was like, okay. Because I remember when my mother told the doctor to go back and go to uh, learn how to draw blood. I was like, no, you did not tell the doctor that. She was like, yes, she did. Because she didn't mm -hmm. know what she was doing. That, right. was, that was rude. <laughs> but that it nurse was, was like, this is what they need. They need mm -hmm. the patients to let them know 
Right. If you're doing it wrong or like when you wash your hands, could you come in? Because mm -hmm. he said a lot of them use that Perel. And mm -hmm. he said the best thing is to wash your hands with some soap and water. Right. Soap and water kills everything. Yeah. And that's why he was telling me, if you ever see a nurse coming in and they just use that, ask them to wash your hands, please. Because that's mm -hmm. what they should be doing. Not just that. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, that's when I said, okay, so I guess the criticism, if the nurse could take criticism, I should be able to take it too. I have to take it at work. Right. So I'm taking it from people who love me and I'm turning it backwards, whereas they're helping me and maybe at work too. It's it's criticism that helps. And I guess I had to put tough skin on and mm -hmm. not take things personal. So. Right. Because I, I think in taking things personal, sometimes we have to be mindful of that um, because not everything is meant to hurt you. Sometimes some people, yeah, some people are genuinely out there to do you, do you that are out there to not do you good and they are out to hurt you. But for me, I filter things through the word. And I filter things through, I asked God, I was telling this to Jana yesterday, you know, to help me always to discern and to manage my expectations on what is expected or what's coming, what I'm expecting. So right. at work, when I'm told, you know, you're a good worker, you're this, you're that, you're that. However, these are the things that we feel that you should be working on. I don't necessarily feel that they may love me, but I necessarily feel that they're trying to help me in the position that I'm in because right. maybe I want to climb up the ladder. And if I, if I fix or if I... Um, adjust to the things that they're trying to tell me to do, I may be able to go up the ladder. But that's but how I, I had to learn. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the workplace, you know, sometimes it, we take it as criticism, but it's really to help you develop better at what you're doing. And right. if you want to move up, you got to take it and just work with it and work on your craft. So that you'll be better at what you do. But anyway, Nicole, it's saying the time is out. Oh, okay. So thank you so much. Thank you for being my guest. And everyone, this is Nicole Celine, and she is one awesome lady. And we thank her. <laughs> she shared her journey, which is something I really want her to do. Mm -hmm. Because I needed a better understanding. Instead of looking it up all the time, you get it from the horse's mouth. And she has told us the journey, but I will put all your links in there so okay. they can find you and we get that book out there. We get that jewelry out there. Oh, and she does have a podcast, Black Girl Joy, LLC. So yeah. we will get that out there. And okay. I thank you. Have a nice day. You too, sweetie. Have a great day. Love okay. you. Okay. All right. You too. Okay. Bye. Okay, let's see, Molly. Let's see. How is this? Oh, oh, oh.